0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pac Man Podcast, prominent area conservative. I'm your host, Ted Plint. It is good to be along with you, and I don't know how much more of this I can take. It just seems like everything we see and hear in the news or read is flipped upside down. Right is wrong, and wrong is right. Now, we know who's the author of all that, all the confusion, the deception. Every single day. The latest is the FBI. They issue this memo and they send it out to law enforcement agencies around the country, and it was circulated internally, and they warn that violence on inauguration day could echo what we saw during last Wednesday, on January sixth, at the Capitol. So the memo goes on, and I'm working from a piece here in WorldNet Daily, a piece written by C. Douglas Golden. This memo cautioned all fifty state capitals could see armed protests when Joe Biden is sworn in on the 20th. So ABC also reports that the FBI has uh, been warning, is warning that at least one armed group had called for, quote, storming a host of government buildings if President Trump is removed before January 20th. Now, this impeachment charade that the Democrats are engaged in, a second impeachment, I don't think that's ever happened. And we all know, as the president tweeted out today, or he said today, this is all part of the greatest witch hunt in American political history. Why would they want to impeach him? He's going to be gone in a week. If it, And I know why. I think I know why. Because they want to crush him because they're afraid of him. The Democrats are afraid of Donald Trump. The media is afraid. The communist left is afraid of President Trump, and as well they should be. They want to destroy any chance he has of running in 2024. It's been talked about. I don't think the president has said one way or the other whether he's running or not. He'll be 78 years old in four years. But Trumpism is only starting. It's here to stay. It's not going away as Matt Gates said today or yesterday. He said, we're not going back. The, F, the GOP is not going back to the old party. It's not the grand old party of George, the both Bushes and the McCain's. We're not gonna lose the way Mitt Romney lost to Obama. We're not going to lose graciously or quietly go into the night. We're going to... This this party, the energy is with the Trump wing of the party. That's where the energy is. We're not going to politely lose like Romney did to Obama. I, I swear he tanked that election. He won that first debate. He was ahead in the polls, and he I think he purposely lost. But that's fine. The second Obama administration gave us the first and only, unfortunately, Trump administration, at least till now. I think if he runs in 2024, it's its hard to say what's going to happen in four years. I think the events of these past two weeks have done more really to hurt his chances than help him. Frankly, the way he handled the fallout after this uh, protest. You know, some are calling it a riot. We don't know who is responsible. We think we know. I'm sure some of Trump's people may have been responsible. But i I'd lay nine to five that many on the left were responsible for breaching the Capitol. I mean, breaching, I mean, they were let in by the Capitol Police. Will there be violence? I think if these protests have to take place, and I hope there's no violence, uh, truthfully, I really hope there isn't any violence. But if the Democrats think they're going to initiate this 25th Amendment crap and get the president out that way, uh, it's not going to happen. There's not going to be a vote on the 25th Amendment and, and utilizing that before the president's term ends, which, again, is January 20th. But that's not how th- the way things work in Washington. But the FBI, back to the FBI memo, the FBI is saying that armed protests are being planned at all 50 state capitals from January 16th through the 20th. That's where the these protests need to take place. I'm, I'm all for going to Washington. That's, that's great. You know, I know some people who went to Washington, and uh, good for them. That's a good thing. But I mean, the protests and the demonstrations and the show of force needs to take place at the state level. Everything in this country is a federal case. That's because we don't practice federalism any longer. Everything is about Washington and about the president and about what Congress is doing. You know something, a presidential election is really an election of of 50 states. Each individual state has its own presidential election. That's federalism. The demonstrations need to take place, or should have taken place, especially in those capitals where all this fraud took place. Pennsylvania, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, and a few others. Those are where the demonstrations and the citizenry uprising to show their displeasure with the steel of the election, that's where they should have taken place, in those states' capitals. It's great a million i don't know if a million people went to washington but several hundred thousand had appeared several hundred thousand people were on the on the mall in in washington dc last week and that's good so back to the fbi this fbi memo i'm looking at it here and it's like they're they're warning about this violence from these uh, from people who support trump what about all the violence that took place over the summer what about antifa and blm they really weren't focused on identifying and investigating and disrupting those people. They were engaging in criminal activity, but now they're all concerned about people supporting President Trump. This, I, the FBI is—I'm telling you—they're infiltrated by the left, Tr- and, and they've been out to get Trump. James Comey was out today with a comment about how he, you know, uh, the president uh, should be targeted. Everything that's happening to Donald Trump should be happening to Trump, was the message Comey put out today. And everybody's saying the same thing. It's like, what did Donald Trump do? He didn't incite any violence or any riots by his comments. That's how the media spins things. Everything is flipped upside down. So the National Park Service is closing parks around D.C. in the run-up to the uh, inauguration. And again, from the FBI memo, groups involved in the January 6th protests at the U.S. Capitol continue, they, they said riots, uh, continue to threaten to disrupt the 59th presidential inauguration on the 20th of January. This includes the setup and execution of inaugural events, which occur in several park areas. That's why uh, the uh, the park people are closing, the park service is closing uh, the parks around D.C. All in anticipation of violence. This past summer, where was the FBI and the left and the media when all these violent demonstrations took place. Trump's people in burn down police precincts and turn over cars and kill people and destroy property. I forget how many people died over the summer. I want to say four dozen or so. But now they're getting wise to the possibility there may be violence amid all these calls for unity. He turns around, he blames the president for the deaths of 200,000 plus Americans due to COVID. What, what a way to unify the country. You're going to unify us by saying you're going after the, F, or the, uh, the NRA? He said that. I'm going after the NRA. No, the NRA, Mr. President-elect, is going after you. That's how it works. You're not going after the NRA. There are six million of us who belong to the NRA. And we don't take kindly to threats. Now, when I say we're going to go after you, obviously through the ballot box, through the democratic process, don't read into that. Anything else? But you know something? We kicked the British out for raising taxes on tea a few cents. We sent the British packing. It was over more than that, but that's what started it. Americans don't take kindly to threats. We are citizens. We are not subjects. We were, not, we're not going to be ruled by anyone. We'll be governed by our political leaders. But being governed and being ruled are two different things. But now the FBI is all concerned, oh, the violence, the possibility of violence at all these state capitals. I hope a million people show up at every state capitol. If there's a, an event in Albany, I'm going to be at it. And I know some people personally who organize these types of events. And the next one that happens in Albany, I'm going to be there as a show of force. Let these people know, these political leaders, that they work for us. We don't work for them. We pay them. They don't pay us. Government doesn't. I don't know where they think they're, they're getting their money. Some of these people are complaining about their stimulus checks being, you know, not what they expected. Oh, it's $600 we got 1200 last time. The government doesn't have any money, folks. The government doesn't make money. It consumes it. There's no money tree somewhere. Well, I guess there is. At the federal level, there's a printing press. The federal government prints money to pay its bills. State governments can't do that. Individuals can't do that because if you do that, you're going to get charged with a federal crime because the federal government doesn't want any competition. But that's uh, getting off track here. So Biden's people, 31% of his supporters believe that actually 40% of Biden's supporters expect a brand new civil war. I'll tell you what, Mr. President-elect, there is already a civil war. It's a cold civil war. And it's been raging for a long time. But I think what they mean here is a hot civil war, a shooting war. I don't think that's going to happen. This is a great country. We've survived a a great many crises over our 240 years. And I think we're going to survive Joe Biden's term in office, whether it's six months. I don't know. What's the the over-under on Biden making it to summer? (laughs) Let's face it. He's not going to make it four years. There's no way. There's no way on God's green earth that Joe Biden's going to finish out his term. What's going to happen? I don't know, but I'm just predicting. He's not very lucid very often. So anyway, 31% of Biden supporters don't believe there'll be a civil war. This uh, according to a poll by Frontier Center's Ear to the Ground. This is in uh, the Washington Examiner. Poll found 71% of President Trump's supporters believe civil war is likely, only 8% Uh, don't believe that. Among Biden supporters, 29% were unsure. Among uh, among Trump backers, 20%. Not certain. So this controversy over the uh, disputed election outcome is is crystallizing the view that there's going to be some kind of civil war. Now, Michael Savage wrote a book a decade ago, at least a decade ago, called The Coming Civil War. I have not read it. I've read a couple of Savage's books, but he predicted it. And it's over a number of things. I mean, we cannot agree on anything. The two Americas, and there are clear. There is a split. There's a split in our little town in Washington County. We know who the liberals are. They know who we are. It's evident by what we drive, what we wear, what we eat. I mean, you can. I can spot a liberal walking down the, uh, in the village a mile away. They all have the same look. They're thin, angry-looking, gray. They they wear these. Uh, john lennon type glasses they drive subarus they they wear their masks inside their subarus i mean you can we all know who they are and and that's fine you know it's a free country and they know who we are i got my trump stickers my trump uh cap baseball cap and i wear it proudly but anyway back to this poll when asked who won the election technically the responses were if you believe civil war is coming 17 percent biden won 81 percent trump won three percent are brain dead. Basically, they're unsure. If you believe no civil war is coming, 55 percent Biden, 25 percent Trump, 14 percent are unsure. Unsure on civil war, 40 percent Biden, 48 percent Trump, and 12 percent not sure. But 75 million people voted for President Trump, more than any other incumbent president in our history more than Obama. I think he got 69 million or 71 million in his second term, 75 million, and still Trump lost by six or seven million votes, allegedly. So anyway, a Biden campaign manager, this is how you, you bring unity, I guess, to the country, labeled the Republicans, quote, a bunch of effers while calling for unity. You know, there was one evangelical leader, I can't remember his name, but he said if, if Biden is serious about unity, he would invite Christian and evangelicals and other Christian leaders to the table to, to discuss the agenda that the, he has planned for the country. But he won't do that because he has an agenda, and it doesn't mesh with Christianity, folks. Let me tell you. I was watching a, a YouTube video. Uh, I, I forget the priest's name, but it's a Catholic priest, and it was this past Sunday's homily. And about seven minutes into the homily, he just snapped. And I can't believe somebody won't you know try to hit him with the Johnson Amendment bringing politics up in the pulpit. He said, what have you people done? 35 million Catholics voted. That's about a quarter of the country. And the vote was split, half for Biden, half for Trump. And he was talking to people in his pews. What have you people done to your religion? You put in a man who will rob you of your religious liberty at some point, or somebody in his administration, whether it's him or Kamala Harris or whoever. You voted for somebody who is for snuffing out innocent human life, who backs unnatural marriages between men, men and men, women and women, men and goats, probably. These are the people you elected to high office. They will try to usurp you of your constitutional rights, the Bill of Rights. We have a Bill of Rights in the Constitution we have religious liberty, we have freedom of speech, we have the right to own a firearm. And those rights will not be abridged. Before we go any further, let me tell you that if you're thinking of uh, starting a podcast, maybe you've been thinking about it for a long time. Now, that's, that's how I do, do things usually. I, I think about things for too long before I pull the trigger. I eventually get around to everything, but if you're thinking about it, if you've been thinking about it and haven't done it, now's the time to get a podcast started. Buzzsprout, hands down the easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Not only that, but Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and a lot more. So why not join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout? Get your message, as I'm doing right now, get it out to the world, not just your you know your local community your state, anybody, anywhere can listen to this podcast. All you do is follow the link in the show notes and get started right now. Plus, if you sign up for a paid plan, they're going to give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Again, just follow the link in the show notes so that Buzzsprout knows that I, prominent area conservative Ted Flint, sent you Buzzsprout, the easiest way to launch a podcast. Well, I'm sure you've heard this by now. The uh, Supreme Court made it official this week. They refused to put on a fast-track election challenge filed by the president and his allies, so it's official. Last nail in the coffin, so to speak. The court rejected pleas for quick consideration of cases involving the outcome in five states, one by allegedly won by Joe Biden. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. We've gone over the... the uh, instances in each state where there was fraud, uh, irregularities, quote unquote, and just outright just fraud, some kind of funny business in every one of those states. It's been well documented. The media keeps saying all these uh, allegations are baseless, unproven. Anyway, the orders issued without comment, not really surprising. The justices had previously taken no action in those cases in advance of last week's counting of the electoral votes in Congress, which confirmed biden's victory so that's the way it goes so the pga announced over the weekend that they will not host the 2022 championship at trump national golf club bedminster the president of pga of america called it detrimental for the association's brand to have the championship take place at trump bedminster during a video posted to the group's website uh, website why not I guess the, uh, the president, Rikerson, his name is, Jim Rikerson, said it would, it would also risk the PGA's ability to deliver our many programs and sustain the longevity of our mission. Why would it do that? Our board has thus made the decision to exercise our right to terminate the contract to hold the 2022 PGA Championship at Trump Bedminster. I'm just reading here from the the press release. It was a decision made to ensure that PGA of America and the PGA professionals can continue to lead and grow our great game for decades to come. Why couldn't you grow that great game for decades by having it at Trump Bedminster? Why would that change anything? Congresswoman Elise Stefanik found out over the weekend that she, or Monday, I guess, she found out that she's no longer on the advisory committee at Harvard, her alma mater. Why? Because she... Objected to the electoral college vote. She supports President Trump. They took her they stripped her of her position at Harvard. It's unbelievable. PGA saying, no, you can't, we're not going to have our, our tournament at, at Trump Bedminster next year. And we're anything to do with President Trump, anyone who has anything to do with the president is, is being blackballed. We know about big tech and they're uh, deplatforming the president. He's been kicked off Twitter permanently, Facebook, probably permanently. Go ahead. Even Parler, a conservative alternative to Facebook, had their app taken down from Apple, I guess. I think the whole darn bunch of them are a bunch of communist liberals from out out west, out in California. These big tech uh, people, these Zuckerberg and all these other people. Dorsey, I guess, is the other big one. I would get, if I had an Apple, if I had an Apple phone, I would get rid of it. I don't have an Apple phone, an iPhone, my daughters do. But I bought them used. So anyway, the phones, that is. So that's going to do it to it. We are out of time. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. This is the prominent area conservative Pac-Man, P-A-C-Dash-M-A-N. I was thinking of changing the name Pac-Man to have it stand for Patriotic American Citizen or Patriotic American Christian or Patriotic American Christian Citizen. Either way, it's Pac-Man, P-A-C-Dash-M-A-N. Tell your friends, thanks for tuning us in. I'm Ted Flint. If the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was recorded by Ted Flint. Produced and edited by Ken Burns. Music by Kevin McLeod. Be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.